This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Post Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org. Rock. Paper. Pixels. I am Patrick Abioli, and welcome to Rock, Paper, Pixels. The focus of this podcast is to see how our need to communicate has created a new economy. Our guest today's CV includes Executive Director, Digital and Creative Services, Olympus. Serving as a primary executive architect and brand champion, accountable for leading and providing guidance concerning overall marketing and communications. He has been with Olympus, Arthur Anderson, Computer Associates, adjunct professor, and he lists himself as a true-to-form original dyed-in-the-wool geek, and I can attest to that. Uh, I saw his Honda Civic many times when he was young at the BP station on Jericho's Turnpike, and I would look at the license plate and say, oh, I know that guy. That's Mac Artist. That's Scotty. That's Scott Hennessy. I first met him in 1992, SUNY Farmingdale, and LIU Post IMA alumni, and let's just say welcome to Scott Hennessy. Scotty, how are you? I'm doing well, Pat. Thank you very much for that introductory. I didn't realize I had so many names of like, uh, like I was a fighter. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, like a fight. Well, you are a fighter. I am. You are a fighter. Uh, we all are, Scott, today in this space, eh? It's yeah, I totally un- agree. Unbelievable. How Today I wanted to talk to you about the evolution of the designer. Uh, You have been uh, a little bit of a, you've been in the Petri dish. I won't say you are the Petri dish, but you're that cell that's in the Petri dish. And I was obviously your teacher back then when everything was coming in. And the, really what I want to talk to you about is going from analog to digital as a designer. I don't think today the youngins, the 22-year-olds or even the 18-year-olds, or I'm in high school sometimes teaching these 14 and 15-year-olds, understand what we went through uh, over the last 25 years, 30 years. Uh, When I walk into a classroom with gray hair, and it's all gray now, Scott, and uh, (laughs) it's all gray. Uh, I actually had a student from my earliest days at Farmingdale when I told him in a meeting He didn't get it, and I said, I had you in a class in 1988. He said, it can't be you. Your hair was black. And I was like, I don't know. Okay, yeah, it's definitely you, Nikki. (laughs) 30 years later, you don't realize hair goes gray. So, yeah, it's you. But (laughs) I was like, okay, yeah. Uh, But it has been a long, strange trip, right? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes, it definitely has. And the trip still continues. Yes, it does. And that's a good sign, Scott. If it doesn't continue, you know where we are, right? So (laughs) that's a good choice. So I wanted to start out a little bit of a short bio, okay? Where you started, what the deal is, I'm going to let you go for a little while, then I'm going to jump in, okay? So tell us, where did you start here? Uh, I'm going to make a little bit of a a joke. I started started at birth. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, for me, um, I never wanted to be anything but a designer. You know, I, I still have some of my first original drawings or copying 
back when I was five years old from Mad Magazine. And uh, from there on, it just, you know, it just evolved. Everything around me became inspirational in my, uh, of my, uh, of, uh, of the way I became a designer. It, it could have been anything from uh, natural patterns in nature from my hiking. It could have been any inspirational magazines. It could have been, you know, I wrote poetry. I did everything. So, so everything, everything, me, everything was an influence. Everything, everything got you influence. started. Good. Yes. And, and it continues to do so. And I, I try to pass that on to my children as well, that, you know, in this digital age where everybody has their head down, take a second. <laughs> and I know, that, I know this sounds so familiar because we all keep saying it. Take a second and pick your head up. The difference that I teach my kids is don't just pick your head up turn around because what's behind you is just as important as what's in front of you. Yeah. So I always try to, you know, give that thing, but well, getting back to what you're saying, you know, design to me is my DNA. It's, you know, it's the D in DNA. <laughs> um, I know I, I was, I was fortunate. My, my mother was a, was a designer. So growing up, she was always testing my creative ability. She would pick up objects and hold them in front of me and say, Scott, tell me five things this could be. Are you and kidding I had to me? Wear, you know, no, I've Dude, never I've known you child. for 25 years. I've never known that. <laughs> I, I, I don't talk that. that much about that. Yeah, it was, it was a, what a, an amazing way to promote creativity or, or to uh, stimulate the brain. We did this on car rides. Because again, Pat, back then, it was either car bingo, looking at license plates, or <laughs> counting the lines on the street as you went on family trips. <laughs> you know, it was it was constantly you know she was constantly pushing the envelope of 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 uh, molding my creativity. That's so, amazing. Uh, oh, thank you, thank you. I don't. I, that's funny. That it just popped up. I don't tell many people about that story. Yeah, well, I have that effect on people, Scott. I. <laughs> I, you do therapy, I, and, and I'm not going to say this because you know you asked me to come on on the, on this podcast, but you know I list you up there not as close as my mom, but I list you up there as one of my top influential people Thank that have you. molded my design sense. So I, I, you know, it's it's awesome. I appreciate that. I really do. I really, really do. do you want me to go? Do you want me to go oh, through I any of the boring to, stuff? No, I want you to come. Yeah, coming coming out of high school. Into okay. college yep. was Farmingdale. You, sure. I don't remember. Was Farmingdale yeah. your first school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. at well, Farmingdale, you know what? You were design major. Yeah. There was no prior, yeah. right? Some cases, no. You know, people say to me, "I was an economics major." No. You know, but so, it was um, always design. Well, obviously, what you just told me now is always design. <laughs> um, I'm a you know, uh, I don't want to say I'm an enigma. I'm a little bit different. I. Yeah, I didn't go right to college right from high school. Okay, that's you know, what growing. I could smell. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that I knew growing something up, was there. Yes, yeah, I would say I would. If you remember, I was the oldest one in class. Yeah, um, okay. I I grew up in a classic, you know, uh, Long Island middle class family. You know, father was a cop, and I was expected to, you know, to do public service to go into that field. Really. So, um, yeah, after graduation, I took a couple of years off and I traveled around the country, you know, yeah, just I checking things out. Yeah. I'm yeah, starting to remember poetry, now. Drawing. Ah, see, it's clicking in now. Yeah, I'm starting yeah, to remember. Writing. You poetry. were not the average bear. No, I was not, and still not. Yeah. Uh, you know, I painted, I did photography, just checking things out, you know. I was fortunate enough to, you know, 
ride a horse around Mount Rushmore, go hang gliding in California. I did all these different things just to, just really? I just, you know, yeah, yeah, I did all these wow. things. So then I came back after trying to quote unquote, find myself. <laughs> and, uh, I, uh, at that time I, I was fortunate enough to meet then my, my future wife. Wow. She found out that I had such, had such a passion for art. And she's like, why didn't you go to school? I'm like, I don't know. I just never thought about going to art school. I just, uh, to me, it was yeah. just, you know, something, yeah. I'd, something I didn't want to hone. So yeah. I, you, you brought up, uh, did I go to other schools? I actually did a semester at New York Tech first. Yeah, okay. Uh, because I was, you know, just because I, I don't know why. Somebody mentioned it. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it was giving me what I needed. A friend of mine told me about this new program. Uh, over in uh, Farmingdale, the advertising art program. Yeah. And I checked it out. I, I, you know, I put together a portfolio, submitted it, and got accepted. And uh, I, from there on, it, you know, to me, those were the most amazing molding years oh, yeah. of who I am as a designer today. I was very fortunate to have amazing professors such as yourself and everybody else had taught me the fundamentals. And I, and I want to bring that up as a, as a strong point here, because even when I hire people today and I hire these, now they sound like my dad, these young yes. designers, <laughs> I, I actually ask them in interviews, can you show me a sketch? Can you show me something that you did outside of the digital world that influenced inside the digital world? And they, that throws them big time. Oh, yeah. Because you, you taught me and everybody else at Farmingdale taught me that you know what, sometimes the creativity comes from your mind to your hand to the pencil to the paper before it goes digital. Well, Scott, and I you know, literally one of the biggest softwares used today, right, is called Sketch. Yeah. But in UX. Yep. I know. We're going to talk about that more. And this, the arc of this conversation is uh, I love my software. You love your software. It paid for yep. our lives. First time I ever got on uh, software was the one we know of today was 1987 and it was Adobe Illustrator and before that PageMaker before it had a name and my point being is uh, it's not that you know it's not that we don't love software when we talk about this it's we truly understand that's a given today how does your right. brain work and that, I think, is the biggest criteria, right? When you hire, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally agree. I mean, you, you taught me a long time ago. Photoshop to me, and again, let's, let's date each other. Yeah. When I saw it with Photoshop, there was no layers. That's right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Photoshop 2.0 had no layers. That's right. So, 3.0, the big move was layers. That's right. Yep. So everybody, you know, back, back then, you called us pioneers. You had to have your and I'm, you know, you have to have your stuff together before you actually went and tapped the keys. That's right. You know, and I, it, to me, and one of the valuable lessons that you taught me was Photoshop. To me, is just something that's in my art bin. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. You know, it's not what I utilize. It's a tool to get my creativity out. That's all it is. I think. Well, we're going to talk a little bit. I think there was an arc in time where why was important. And then during the rush of the, the electronic publishing, desktop, whatever you want to call it, years, the how became extremely important production. Yeah. And now we're yep. going back to the why. Yeah. Uh, because and I think that's, yeah. Yeah, as we do UX, and we're going to talk about that too. UX has taken over 
scarily. Oh my God. Well, but you were the one who it, said it really loud to the graduate class. Very, uh, very loud. <laughs> In one of my first ones like this, when I was doing uh, whatever it was, a Google Hangout, you clearly said in the little uh, talk, uh, mobile will take over. Yeah. And that was almost 10 years ago, Scott. I think it was. Oh, you know. Look it up. Yeah. So, I let's know. go back to up. the timeline better. So you're at Farmingdale. What year was that? And uh, I was fortunate enough um, to uh, – Farmingdale back then was an interesting uh, program. It was only two years first. I don't know. Right. If, do you remember that? Sure. Right. So I – oh, yeah. It was, it was advertising art and design, and I did uh – -huh. uh, illustrations i did merchandise illustrations i taught i was i was taught color theory which yep. i don't think anybody understands color theory anymore um design like fundamentals spatial designing i know i know yeah, exactly these are like yeah, the predecessors to to ux because if you don't have color theory you don't have interaction of color to influence anything Try so I mean, okay. um sorry to interrupt uh no that's okay so, you know, Farmadale's program I thought was amazing because I had to finish the two first years of, of design, true design. You know, I had a teacher back then that was, uh, was, was she was amazing, was Mrs. Newman, Absolutely. who taught me, oh my God, taught me so many things about just how to feel art instead of just looking at art. There's a big difference, yeah. big difference. And then, you know, uh, once you graduated out of that two-year program, I had a portfolio of, of all this great creativity. But I think where my career, if I had to pinpoint a moment in time, was the very next step where, because we had to reapply yep. back to Farmingdale to be the first slash second group That's to right. come out of the brand new visual communications That's program right. where the computer was now the tool. That's right. And Pat, I, to this day, still remember that the sweatiness in my palms, the, my racing heart, <laughs> as I heard the chimes of the Mac fire up. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, I cringe the day that they, they walk away from the sound of the Mac because yeah. to me, that, I hear that and that my, I smile because well, I, know, yeah. I know it's going to be a different. I know something's going to be big. You're home. Yeah, I'm home. You That's got it. A little exactly. bit at home, you know. Uh, I don't know. At the, I get it too, it's a little too romanticized about software and hardware, but it's right. like just like anybody who like slides behind the wheel of a, a race car, slides behind oh, the, yeah. the thing of an airplane. Uh, whatever it is you do, you go, wow, okay, I know what's going on here and I can really go forward. I want to tell <laughs> you a funny story later about my interview at Farmingdale. And do you remember Bob Fox? Yeah, Bob Fox. he was my color. He was my color theory teacher. Absolutely, Bob was my my two D design teacher back in nineteen seventy four, and Bob knew nothing about computers, but he was on the search committee for when I applied to teach, and back then they had moved the power button from the back of the Macintosh to the keyboard. And I had never yep. used that. And I came into the interview, and I was like, uh-oh, right? And Bob, <laughs> go, the only thing I didn't know how to do was turn it on. Everything else, I could make it levitate. 
I didn't know how to turn it on. And Bob, out of the clear blue, goes, I'm going to show you the only thing I know about this computer. And he hits the start button. And I go, oh, my God. <laughs> I had no idea how to turn it on. I was going to look like a complete idiot. And out of the blue, Bob Fox, I have no idea why, goes, let me show you how to start this one because that's all I know. And I was like, something's up here because this guy just saved me from looking like a jerk. And it was amazing. But, yeah, you are home when you hear Sosumi. S O S U M I, and that literally means so sue me. In case you didn't know, <laughs> I know it does. It do, it's amazing the crap we retain, huh? But oh after, my goodness! After Farmingdale, first job out was yep. was a company called Nizernet, which oh, was Jesus. a I know I know which was a top tier internet provider for New York State. Wow! So they were one of the yeah they were one of the, the one of the first ones coming out from uh, um, Silicon Valley that actually laid down the pipes for the complete back then I love the term uh, digital highway for uh, for New York State. So wow. I uh, yeah I land that job and which was great because again the timing was perfect. We came out of Farmingdale mm -hmm. with these degrees in computer mm -hmm. graphics and, mm -hmm. and a beginning knowledge of the web, and we were sought after. I had companies bidding after me. That's right. It was nice in that. Uh, CMP Media wanted me, yeah. and there was, I forget, the, I forget the other third company, but, so yeah, multiple companies. So Nizenet was the one that I chose because my senior year, I got really bit by the bug of, of the web. Back then, everybody called it, you know, the digital highway, whatever. whatever. So, uh, I, I got, yeah, exactly. I got bit by the bug when I was introduced one night at my brother-in-law's to Prodigy. Now, I don't know, if, you know who's going to be listening to this podcast, but Prodigy back then was your, was your gateway, your doorway sure. into having an online conversation with someone who you didn't know. Now, obviously, I'm a little bit older than most people at this time. Yep. Uh, back in the day when I was a kid, that was reminiscent of using CBs. Back then, yes. everybody had a CB. It was. You clicked the mic. Yeah, you talk to somebody and you find out where you are. What's your, what's your 20? Or they say, what's your location? And I talked to people around New York, whatever. But anyway, so uh, Prodigy turned me on to this interface, this, this uh, glow of a screen that I could interact with something. So yeah. I took that into class in my senior year. You and a couple other teachers helped me mold that. And I started using a program, and I love this, Adobe Page Mill. Sure. Now, we're, we're going way back. So here is a WYSIWYG, what you see is what you get, uh, tool that allowed me to take my artwork, digitalize it, code it, because back then, code, I didn't know as much HTML code, or didn't want to know, because I was still reluctant, because I was the artist, quote unquote. Not the digital artist, two different things. Mm -hmm. uh, you were allowed to move things around on a screen that made a web page for you. That's so right. uh, that's, that's where I got excited into the web. That's why I went to Nizenet being my first company. And, uh, and I, from there, I was fortunate enough they taught me everything behind the scenes. And I, you know, I want to bring that up because I use that as a lesson. Um, I still uh, speak here. I, I relocated. I'm in Pennsylvania now. Sure. I still speak around the colleges here, and I'm, I'm uh, part of the art club here. Um, and I speak to the students that, you know what, never, ever sit down and try to design something that you don't know about. 
that's right. because that's, that's how I do it. I get fully immersed in what I need to do to visually communicate, to make sure I'm understanding the end goal of communicating to my audience. Yeah, if not, so what, what not do you, if you can substitute yeah. products, even verticals of products, you have not designed anything. You That's have right. made That's a placeholder that will be useless. And that's oh, I totally agree. They, you know, it used to not be that way, Scott. You know, know. kind of used to not be that way. As the user has gotten more and more sophisticated, mm-hmm. now, oh, my God, you had better be on point almost every huh. time you open your mouth. It, it and that's funny you say open your mouth because in this state of age where everything is almost, we're on the mm-hmm. cusp of voice-activated mm-hmm. uh, satisfaction. Designing for that is it got even diff- even even intriguing. All right, let's so, yeah, get, let's totally get back to the, the. This is my job with this whole thing. Your job yeah. is to be the fountain of uh, experience. My job <laughs> is to uh, herd cats. Okay. Okay. So beginning, Nizernet prodigy. Yep. Looking at this, going there is a way to control this. But let me jump backwards for a second. How much time did yes. you spend in print? If, if you had a job, right, and I know your next job out of here was more traditional uh, agency work? No. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am one of, your, one of your past students that did not do print at all. You did? I went, I did not. My only print experience is wow. from college. So you, have, went, you went to the Larry Wolf School. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the Larry Wolf and then and back in the day Joey Allen fully yeah. UI or just digital and Janice yeah. LaBarbera, who everybody oh, good name. Over. I am still in touch with yeah. Janice. She is killing. Wow, I, I haven't Red heard that name. Barbera. Oh, she's amazing. She, I haven't heard that in a long time. She is always. Uh, we go back and forth on Facebook. She is uh, one of the lead people at zebra which was motorola solutions so janice everybody overlooks janice and that's the women in tech right we overlook them yeah janice is a double threat designer encoder understanding intelligent analytical i love this kid Uh, i have for 25 years she was one of the first employees scott we won't bring up those days but uh the larry (laughs) Yes. Don't even, because me, Janice, Larry doesn't even talk about it, but me, Janice, and Richie, we stare at each other like, why were they in charge? (laughs) Why were the people that kept saying, is this internet thing going to take, you know, take root? Is it going to become anything? And we used to stare at each other and go, oh my God. Larry was already on the bus and down the block going, I got to get out of here. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, let's That's go so back funny. to you. So you never had any print. No, no. I went right from, right from college, right to Nizanet, where I developed all their web graphics, all their uh, inter, uh, internet graphics, everything electronically I did for them. And then from there, I, uh, I jumped to, uh, you know, whatever, I did my time. I jumped uh, to uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Goliath on Long Island Absolutely. being computer associates. And they still you know, are. Oh, I know. I know. They were just in the news. I thought they were going to be some kind of bid for them. Yeah, for the yeah, by a company that makes no sense, but whatever. They have cash. Um, 
Oh, yeah, well, cash is king. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I went right into Computer Associates, right into their internet team. Unbelievable. <laughs> so I, again, yeah, and at that time, is when, that was my first introductory to a large corporation and my very first managerial position because I was the uh, creative manager of the internet team for Computer so Associates. You had the most experience in that space. Yes, I you did. really did. I did. Yeah. You guys... Yeah, you guys set me up very well for being very yeah. successful in this field. I don't know, dude. I, I think, you know, you know what they say, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I, I think I've never, never heard that. Yeah, it's a great I love that line. It's a, I like that. I like that. Yeah, the harder you work, seems like the luckier you get. Uh, I think there were groups of you, obviously you, Larry, Joey, Richie, Janice, Eddie Marvini. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. A lot of you peeps, Andy Smith, uh, you were just workers. You were working. Yeah. It was like, listen, we gotta uh, we gotta put up this uh, fence or whatever it is. And like, by the time the sentence was finished, you had the tools out of the truck, and <laughs> people were like, okay, I got this side. I'll give you a story about Janice just for two seconds. We were doing a project for American Express travel related services they were presenting to ibm in somers headquarters right and we had a very tight timeline very very tight we put together a project that was larry of course driving the bus but we were working around the clock for four days because we had a hit deadline it was for 1.25 billion dollars worth of business we got paid nothing but anyhow i remember Jan i was up for four days straight Janice comes in to take the second or third shift, and I. she looks at me. I slide a floppy disk to her across the tabletop. She stops it with her hand, puts it in the drive, and goes, okay, where are we? This was your group. Yep, people just, I agree. The concept of not working or work-life balance, which is, is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> you know, these guys, you guys dropped in from the ceiling like Cruise and Mission Impossible, and it was like, okay, what are we doing? Where are we going? You just you know tore it, it up. You and know what? I, I, back then, I used, to, I used to call it the Mac Zone. Yeah, That's yeah. what we called it. I would, yeah. I would be introduced to, a, a, to a, a, a challenge, and then you know, 14 hours later, you know, I'm still in it. So it's, it was Tina, Tina Turner, right? Yeah, that's it. Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thunderdome. So, Computer Associates was how many years? I worked for Computer. How many years ago, or how many years that I worked there? How many years were you there? I was only there a short time. Again, I was there for two and a half years. That's because not... I was re I was uh, recruited uh, to go on to my next oh, awesome yeah. gig, which oh, was yeah. Arthur Anderson in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Now, wow. you know, for, yeah, for me, uh, you know, I always thought that you know. Being a designer, when you work in Manhattan, that's where it's at. You know, the, the pulse, the vibe, you know, everything comes out, all the agencies, everybody that you grew up knowing that you wanted to go work for, Ogilvy, Saatchi and Saatchi, all oh, the yeah. big guys. That's, oh, yeah. that's where you, you know this. I mean, you came from that, that side. Yeah, not that's that where that you big, wanted to go. Uh, oh, but yeah. Was, was, was that like, the Doug Brooks connection? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> my, my buddy, Dougie, who... who you know what? I, I, I don't talk to him as much anymore, but uh, we got Facebook kind of. 
He he's big. He's, an S- he's SVP now doing, doing, he's just taking numbers. And you would know what? You, I'm not surprised. Do you think they would know that he was Spicoli? <laughs> Probably not. Probably I mean, not. really? I'm not, su- I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because you know what? As much as he was, his work ethic was, oh, yeah. like you said, another one that just hit the max zone and put his head down and just did what he had oh, to yeah. do. And, He's smart and Doug's very intelligent. Very He's intelligent. a smart cookie. Very, yeah. very intelligent. So, yeah, he, he, uh, he was That's my doorway into Arthur he, Anderson. He could be Spicoli because he could turn it on and off when he wanted to. We had uh, such an amazing group of yeah. young, yeah. talented yeah. designers ready to take on the world. The, and you were? Th- yes. Yeah. Well, we're going to get yeah. back to that. Okay, from Arthur Anderson, how many years there? Uh, that was a short gig. Okay. <laughs> that was only that was only a year and change. Um, that was my first introductory to what quality of life means. Well, uh, you were building you know, your career. Yes, I was. So and, when you and say short, time, two years, one yeah. year, two years, that's not short. Three weeks well, is short. This is okay, building okay, your career you. and seeing the next possibility. And it's not yep. like you went from, you know. Ogilvy to Penny Saber. You went from, right. you know, Penny Saber to Ogilvy. Every yeah, one of these I kept going, up. Move it up. Yeah, that's, yeah. dude, that's career Agreed. building. So Agreed. you can't look uh, at Arthur, it like, you know, doesn't work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Arthur Anderson was, you know, that whole experience taught me a lot of valuable lessons that I utilize even today. You know, time management, yeah. uh, initiative, confidence. Uh, presentation because uh, I always had to present my work. My client was uh, Goldman Sachs. Oh, uh, I was working with Doug. Yeah, we were doing the uh, the money interface uh, uh, designing for their applications, and that's where I started to learn UI, UX. Yeah, and you know, and, and that, again, that time was amazing. But again, like I said, quality of time. I started to be exposed to that because at that time I was newly married. Uh, yeah. I had a I, I had my first child. Yeah, and uh, you know, I was catching the five thirty-two train oh in the God. morning, and I was God. still at my desk at Goldman Sachs at eight o'clock at night. And I would get up, and they'd be like, "Where are you going?" I'm like, <laughs> "Uh, I like to go home." They're like, "We'll get you a car. Sit back down." Wow. So, I mean, it was okay. It was it was what it was, Pat. It taught me. It taught me a lot. It was a great great gig. Great well, those gig. were your years, you know. I always say to kids, you know, thank goodness there's no draft today. We have to go in the army for two to four years, like back in the 70s when I was young, okay, or my father or my my father-in-law when he was young. And these years in Manhattan, doing what you just did, those are your years in kind of the military. Those are your years in the front lines. And you put those years in and you come out with something. Oh, I came out with something. Yeah. (laughs) The trick is to manage the time. And my generation, I was uh, first gen to go to college. First gen. You know, people say my father was uh, white collar. What was your father? Blue collar? I would say. Yep, he was blue collar. My father had no collar. (laughs) (laughs) My father just mixed cement and carried it up a ladder all day. So the factor of, you know, blue collar, yeah, that was a step up for him. And then white collar. So my arc, I always try and explain to my students, 
even when I was young and 30 something years old teaching, I'm still a generation before your parents. I'm not even your parents' generation, I would try and explain to them. So the right. mapping out of a career, thank goodness you had that in either the back of your head or learned that or picked it up or had the awareness. Yep. Mapping out yep. a career is, was foreign to me in my age group because we were coming out of, uh, you know, the 70s really were a major, major recession. And uh, it really wasn't until the 80s that the economy started truly going forward at a faster pace. So we right. were looking for jobs in the 70s, not mapping a career. And that occurred later to a lot of us. But as you're talking right now, you really did seem to inadvertently or on purpose map out this career. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll go inadvertently. But you know what? I think also what's important in this whole conversation about career path is networking. Oh, you know. Yes. Each each of yes each of my steps uh, were always through a contact, always making sure that you know. Sure. You know, I was I was taught very very long time ago. Be nice to the same people you meet on the way up. Oh, yeah. The same people you meet on the way down. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You have to be because, eh, you know. You have to pick and choose that, too. You've got to be a little smarter. Oh, I, I, you always surround yourself with the right people. You try to. You want the ones that, you try to. You want the ones that fill you up, not take you down. Oh, absolutely. But anyhow, okay, so this was right. now, we're at Arthur Anderson, correct? Yep. And your so, next yep, I'm at Arthur Anderson. that was where? Okay, so why I was, just before I went into Arthur Anderson, is when you and I became acquainted again as I yep. was accepted to the master's program at That's CW right. Post. That's right. But the very first, I seem to always be like the pioneer, the very first <laughs> uh, IMA program. That's right. Um, which was, again, opened my mind and it, it exploded my thoughts and my creativity towards technology. That was a so total different time window for me. That had to be about 98, right? 98, 98. Yeah, yep, in that window. Yep. Weird seeing you in that room again. Yes. You know, turning Here around I and now. going, I know him. Yep. Uh, you know me. I'm, I'm older. I have less hair. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have kids. All these different things. And why I bring that up, because you said, you know, where did you go after Arthur Anderson? I uh, reached out to, and again, this is about the networking again. Sure. Out to, out to the IMA uh, program, all yeah. my friends. Yeah. Hey, does anybody know of a job? Because I can't, these hours are killing me, and I just yeah, I yeah. can't I can't sustain it anymore. And a very close friend of mine, who you know, Karen Norris, <laughs> was working at was working at Olympus, and she said, "Hey, they're opening up a new department here, sure. and they're looking for they're looking for a digital designer. Would you be interested?" And now, I can't believe the day I walked into that space, and I looked around, and I went, "Denise Di Giovanni, Karen, Kevin." Uh, Scott, <laughs> I was like the entire IMA programs here, and then I met yep. that bright, bright back end guy uh, who went to IIT. Oh, Cat. oh my God! Ben when Cat. I said to him IIT, he looked at me like, "How do you know that?" And yeah. uh, that was an amazing space, beautifully designed as an environment. Amazing yes. to see four of my mishpuka, uh, yes. right there. 
Uh, Denise, always a brilliant woman. Karen, brilliant. Yes. Person. Kevin, brilliant. And of course you. And the factor that that entire interactive department for a leading manufacturer, product designer, was all four of the kids out of a program that just started. I remember yep. sitting there going, holy shnikes. And <laughs> that was amazing. That, and what a perfect location. What a great, oh my God. Oh, yeah. So, uh -huh. yeah, that was... What year was that? I mean, uh, that was actually 2000. Was yeah, when I joined the Olympics. Day, right, yeah. Yeah, and I, uh, I always laugh, and I tell people this. My first job, and this is to show you the, the time window, was to develop a huge, and I want to use that term, a huge yeah. JPEG that was used for image mapping <laughs> for their homepage <laughs> of the Olympus America website. Okay. <laughs> and then... Talk about data. I want to bring something up. This is how far back your experience goes. And that's what I want to keep pounding here. Nizer, oh my God, I'm making little images now. On to Computer Associates, on to yep. Arthur Anderson, working with the biggest names in finance, obviously. Now to Olympus and uh, Melville in a beautiful office. Yes. I remember it. Yep. And my whole point mm -hmm. being is you guys were the first people I knew of using a PHP database. Yes. We and were. I remember Karen, uh, 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 I pick things up kind of mm -hmm. quick. And I remember Karen saying, it's just a library of images. It's a template. You know, we have <laughs> them to screen when we need them, which cuts down on all of the load time. And this was, God, 17, 18 years ago, you yep. guys were building basically a PHP structure. Yeah, we were. Nobody was doing that. No. And you know what? Again, 17, 18 years ago, it's still as important today in, oh, in yeah. user experience. I mean, you know that. Yeah, oh, my God. Everything is about user experience right now. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, the word is being overused right now. Oh, yeah, it's nauseating. Yeah, it's, it is nauseating. But you know what it is, Scott, is I'm going to go off top, not off topic, but we're going to stay, you know, try and do this. When we talked about the earliest things in this, this talk, we were talking about uh, drawing, being able to right. get your ideas from your head to a piece of paper and then to data and then to the world. And the factor yeah. that one of the biggest programs for that is called Sketch, right? Yeah. Hysterical. Yep. Because yeah, that's what we do. Uh, so... The whole concept here about getting the thoughts across, we have to label it uh, because you have to have a conversation at some point with someone. I remember the earliest days of sitting in with agencies, and this guy who was around my age or a little older, about 35 at the time, was driving a major agency in Manhattan, and he looked up and he said, you know, that whole computer thing, I just never got it. And he was proud that he went around it. So UX is needed because we have to have conversations. And without the conversation, we need a title. And that's the only reason why it's a good thing. But right. the concept of the user experience goes all the way back to the original days of any kind of sales and any kind of revenue and any kind of industry. Today, it is so pinpointed. Yes that it has to be truly focused on. 
And they have to because today, today's advertising or marketing is all considered relevant marketing. You can't oh, just yeah. put up a billboard and expect that's going to sell anymore. Yeah. You're going to put up a billboard that's going to have my name on it, have my picture, have my kid's picture on it, telling me that my kids need to go to this college because my grandfather went there. And let me I explain mean, it has to, to be. Why, yeah. yeah, let me explain to you why. Exactly. It's important to you that you listen yeah. to this mm. advertisement or advice and it becomes so yeah. relevant that it influences your decision. Exactly. And that's a little exactly. scary, right? It is very scary, but at the same time, you know, in the beginning of the, of the podcast, you, one of my master names was, uh, proclaimed geek. It is scary, yes. but at the same time, I am so excited to watch, you know, as, as technology becomes deeper in my life. I love it. You know, I got one of the you know, classic smart houses. I walk around and I, I speak to everything and things happen. I love that. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never shied away from technology. Everything is completely <laughs> voice activated in my house. As I you know, move and I have, towards my seventies, I'll probably be walking around my house, <laughs> walking, but I'm, I don't know what's going to respond. Uh, <laughs> I think, I, you know what? I think that's very funny, but I do want to take a quick moment and, and, and acknowledge that statement because I think that's a, a big um, tipping point yeah. that's going to uh, uh, have uh, as the older generation become older and assistance is needed. You, you know, I, I just happen to notice because I study a lot about this. As we get older, obviously, believe it or not, it gets harder to turn on a light because you're just you, your hand cannot turn the knob anymore. Well, you know what? You don't have to anymore because your presence is known in the room and automatically comes on for you. That to me is technology that's helping. Walking around that smart house is yes. going to be very helpful for people who hit their 70s, as the boomers are now yes. hitting 71, 72. Uh, I had my right hip replaced, I have my left hip replaced uh, on the okay. way. Uh, that was from a car accident and long story. Uh, my wife yesterday just walked outside to take the dog out. And it was very wet yesterday, and all of a sudden I noticed she's not coming back in the house. She may have broken her ankle. Wow. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, she, I, I don't think she did, but it's not good. Of course, she has the Foo Fighters tonight at Madison Square Garden <laughs> and is livid, livid. So, anywho, my point being is, yeah, it's going to happen. You yeah. know, my, luckily, it's going to happen. Yeah, my daughter is an EMT on top of being uh, Northwell, uh, excuse me, Jamaica Hospital. And yes, that's fantastic. My son was home. He could have carried her, picked her up. <clears throat> but this smart house is going to become very important. Oh, it, it goes deeper than that. Cause so oh, yeah. if I can control the intensity or the Kelvin of the light, I can alter your mood. Oh, yeah. So think about that. As, and, and think of how many industries can utilize that being the medical industry, the hospitals, or anything. So, you know, the, the manipulation or the interaction of, of automation, it's a tipping point. We're at the, we're at the cusp, and it's going to get even better. I, it's a little – I love this stuff, don't get me wrong, but I'm starting to feel mm -hmm. like Edward G. Robinson at the end of Soiling Green when he's laying mm. in bed going, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I'm really starting to look like him. I have the beret at home. 
But uh, <laughs> it is a little scary how close in it gets. Applying yeah. this to education, entertainment, information yeah. distribution, uh, promotion. Or, or, about yeah, the or, arts. Or, yeah, or changing information for distribution. And that gets me nervous. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. There's an, in yeah. Yiddish, in Yiddish, uh, I grew up in the five towns, right? Inwood right. was the only Italian town. Then we had Hewlett, Cedarhurst, Lawrence, Woodmere. So I am well, <laughs> I am well versed in the Yiddish. The Yiddish yes, you are. is, yes, the Yiddish is Gollum, G-O-L-E-M. The making Gollum. and the conjuring up of a monster from yeah. your own needs and desires. Oof. Yeah, if that if that, if that ain't yeah. on point today, yeah, on both well, sides, yeah, on I will not get into levels. Any, yeah, I was gonna say I, I don't talk politics, but yeah. you know, on both sides of the of the fence right now, that yeah. is definitely prevalent. We are in the column, and you know that stuff yeah. is ancient. I mean, literally ancient. These stories, yeah. and uh, man never changes. Mankind nope. never changes. Not at all. We just go from the Bronze Age, you know to a different use of bronze. Uh, it's an amazing, uh, yeah, it's a copper, maybe not. Now glass, now silicon. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing, amazing time. It, it, it uh, is frightening. And the question becomes, can we handle this to its better ending? Uh, or are wow. we yeah. get bowled over by this wave? It's a scary right now. Olympus, we're here. Uh, we have yep. an amazing team. You're pushing forward with technology. And now yep. Olympus moves, right? Correct. So Olympus was located in Melville, New York uh, for a couple of years. They were, they were actually in Woodbury first, and then they moved their headquarters to Melville. And then in 2004 it was announced that the headquarters, the North American, South American headquarters would move to Center Valley, Pennsylvania, uh, which was a shock to all the, all the employees. Sure. Um, so, I mean, you know, like everybody else, you, you are loyal to where you are. So when the company moved in 2006, only about 18% of the company moved. We lost a lot of people because nobody wanted to, pursue their career in Pennsylvania with Olympus. Yeah. So the whole company moved to Pennsylvania. And I ended up having to rebuild my team in Pennsylvania through, you know, job fairs, interviews, whatever. But it's a great um, opportunity for you. Oh, I was going to say that. You know, I don't want to use the word purge because I don't think that's, I think that sometimes yeah. is the negative connotation, but it allowed me to, well, you know what? I think the better way of looking at it is it gave me the opportunity to be adaptable. So a lot of things I preach about now of running in-house agencies, one of the parts, one of the, the, the four points of a value proposition of an in-house agency is adaptability. You have to be able to be nimble. You have to be able to move where business needs you to be. Not where business is going, where you need to be. Yeah. You, you know, you've heard the phrase, and I know everybody's heard the phrase from Wayne Gretzky, you need to go where the puck is going, not where the puck sure. is. Those yeah. are two different things. So I, was out, I had the great opportunity knowing because, again, I watch a lot of data. I, uh, as I 
grew up in my career, as I you know, got more mature in my, in, my, in my roles of leadership, I learned to lean more on data to look at trending, to see what's happening, to see what's needed so I could be ahead of it. Yeah. So when I had the opportunity to rebuild the team, I knew right away what I wanted to build. Back then, Flash was hot. Believe it or not, people, yes, Flash was hot at one point. You know, and I went, I went searching for Flash developers. Dude, I, was, I had to, 15 years. It's I know, like but it now was, it's like a bad word. A, it wasn't a flash in the pad. You wouldn't have <laughs> YouTube today if you I, I did not to. have the FLV format. That's right. It's but see, that, that's, lost, that's lost history on, on oh, the young yeah. designers now. They don't care, yeah. I know. No, they don't care. So see, I, that's I, how I, you know, learn where the puck is going to be. Yeah. You study yeah. trends like you just said. Yeah. And you go, oh, yeah. okay, every, you know, Paul Simon has a wonderful line. Every generation throws a hero up the pop charts. And every, oh, yeah, it's a great line, right? Every time something comes up, you're looking for that radical. You're looking yeah. for that free radical. And you're going to say yeah. that free radical is going to spawn the next growth area. And if you're smart enough that you look and you go, okay, what's bubbling really crazy here? And yep. can it attach to that makes it a free radical? That makes you know it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take a quick second, maybe yeah. one of those commercial breaks, and pat myself on the back. Yeah, you I should. had three of those. I had three of those moments in my career at Olympus. Yes. One was being able to identify Flash was was gonna be the, the tool that needed to move e-commerce forward. So right. we hired a Flash designer. Yep. Then Flash slowly, slowly tailed down. I was able to, through data again and watching trading, the next big thing was video. Yes. Oh my God, everybody had to have a video about everything. Don't put a picture up, put up a video. It says more than a thousand words. Still today. So I was able to hire, oh I know, I was able to hire and build a complete internal video team serving both medical, the consumer, and the scientific business groups in North and South America, out of Pennsylvania. I put the whole team together. Wow. So that was another one. And the third part of, of, the, of, the, of, the, uh, of the state was mobile. I knew mobile was hot. I, you and I talked about it. You know, yeah, it was well, obvious, and I was able – yeah, it was obvious. And I was able to put together and have people in-house that were able to develop the mobile apps for Olympus's customers – to extend the brand and extend the products and services via the mobile device. So yeah, you know what? You said it before and, 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 you, and you know, I said it as well. You need to be attuned. You need yeah. to understand your company objectives, the business objectives, and your industry. Don't it's, just sit there and think designing a picture is, going, is, is, is part of your job. You need to be bigger than that. Well, you say... Here's my issue with the way it's taught today. And there's a gentleman named John Maida, who I'm sure you heard me say, and if not, uh, I'll send you a link. Design keeps being thought of as a visual thing. And today, it's not. Today, part of it is the visual. Part oh, of yeah. it is constructing on the fly. Part of it is data drives that. Uh, video... Yeah not even a discussion anymore. Uh, yeah. It's constantly, as things move, you solve the problem. As things move, right. you solve the problem. Thinking Correct. that the ocean stays still 
is frightening. And business <laughs> is always about ebb and flow. I use the yeah. example sometime in class of, God, King Newt. Oh, God, I can't remember. Canute. I'm trying to remember. He literally, they thought he was so incredibly powerful that they would never have to worry about anything again, his subjects. So he brought them down to the water's edge, and he took out his sword, and he tried to fight the waves off. And he said, I can't. Whenever things are constantly changing, there is no steady source of kind of combat or fight or retort. You got to keep moving as much as the waves are moving. And it's Most definitely. your skill set that does it. So what's the next it's, it's, wave for you, Scotty? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I, I just want to make one comment yeah, yeah, off, off, yeah. off of your statement about the ocean that, you know, it doesn't stay still. I love that. The, the statement I always use, which seems to be business nowadays, I am continually working on the car as it's being driven. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. You have to. What is the next, what is the next big thing? That's a great question. My, my answer to you, yeah. it, it has been, for me personally, it's been the same answer for the past three, three years now. Yeah. And it's big data. Big, big mm -hmm. data. Mm -hmm. data it's called semantic data. Yeah. It's taking data from one place, from another place, from another place, putting them together to make another form of data that is relevant to the customer. Blockchain. So I personally, you know it, exactly. That to me, right, and it's, it's huge right now as a, as a designer. And you said, we're, we're still part of the game. We will always oh, bigger be than part ever. of the game. Bigger than ever. We just you don't just have understand to understand how, what you're doing. Yeah, we just don't understand that the, the crayons have changed. Yes, the crayons have, have changed. changed. I love really that statement. I'm going to have to use that one. Yeah, the crayons yeah. have changed. That's all. My and, God, and you, yeah. know, you know, I love periwinkle blue. Actually, I hate it. <laughs> My favorite color in that box is Naples yellow. Before I knew it was Naples yellow, I just picked it. <laughs> And being, being Napolitan, I was like, wow, there's DNA. <laughs> there's DNA for you. But uh, so That's are we five days away from Minority Report? Nah, we're further than that. But yeah, you know we'll what? We'll be gone. <laughs> Hell yeah, I totally agree. I, I'm getting nervous talking to you about it because they could drop down to the ceiling any minute. Yeah, take me you're away. sweating. Uh, no, yeah. big data is driving how design gets done. Yes. Most of, uh, and then it becomes even more important as, as our design output is more digital. So it's absolutely. able to change on the fly. Yes. So I can design an ad that features Pat, but you yeah. know what? Jim, Jim is walking by and quickly changes to Jim. It's minority report. But anyhow, yes, Omnicom just listed that they're looking at AI software to drive ad composition. Woof. Yeah. Bring just, on uh, the AI. Well, yes. Bring gonna be, on yes, AI. It's going to be, this is uh, seven that's, seconds. That's at the a whole, You know that, right? Yeah. You're in yeah. the shoot right now. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. I'm the clown AI, running around AI. trying to get the bull distracted. You guys are in the shoot. It's going to be crazy. Like said, Scott. Oh, my God. You, you just said it. I mean, AI is actually going to dictate and feed into AR and VR and you know, all those, all those dual 
dual letter acronyms are going to change everything we know. So artificial intelligence, augmented reality, yeah. and virtual reality. Yeah. Uh, yes, very crazy. Uh, listen, yeah. we've been going for an hour. So what I'm okay. going to do is wrap it up a little bit. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to intro it, and I established a very simple little intro called Pencils Down. What did mm -hmm. we learn okay. today? And I'm not going to describe what we learned today. I'm going to give you three or four minutes to tell us what we learned today. I'm not going to say enough. Love learned. it. So what do you think we Love learned, it. Mr. Hennessy? I, I think the, the number one lesson that we learned today was that designers are still designers. Like you said, and like we both agreed upon, the, uh, the crayons in the box have changed. So don't lose sense of your skill, of your craft. And I tell that to all the people that I hire and all the designers in my in-house agency. You are the artisans. You are the storytellers. You are the craftsmen. Don't lose touch with that. Do not let technology rule that moment for you when you have that creativity blip in your mind. Either sketch it out or paste it up or put it together and then present it. Never, never lose touch that you are a designer. That's what I learned. That's great. And you're a problem solver. Yeah. And we are. We're a visual problem solver. That's right. And more than visual today. Because yes, that data, visual. we're aligning that data to determine the visual. Yeah, and I agree. I think today that left half, right half of the brain needs to be popping like a two-piston engine. <laughs> you can't have one side yeah. going anymore. It has no, to you can't really anymore. be balanced. Yeah. You know, one of my other students from right before you, Brian King, uh, who is now studio operations manager at NBC Universal? Small job. Uh, we talk <laughs> once or two, yeah, exactly. We talk once or twice a week, just because you know we're friends for 26, 27 years. And his relationship that you can never stop evolving and going forward every day. And no, you can't. That left half, right half, that back, that forth. <laughs> we always have the. We have we. Brian is six foot four, blonde haired, blue eyed, thin, handsome fellow. I am five foot seven. I like to say, you know, third generation to stand upright. We're both born in June and we are physically, we're like the movie twins. You know what I mean? We say, but we actually finish each other's sentences because we're so, I think it's because we're both born in June. We are so in tune with what each other's thinking that we don't even talk in big conversations sometimes it's a four-word text and we're usually hysterical laughing we do think i think if you get it you get it you get it and as designers yeah. what you're talking about is solving that problem he walks into nbc or wherever he is you know he walks into that job and he's a designer by trade but he gets thrown 12 15 problems as soon as he walks in the door. It's media yeah. today is fast, 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 fast paced. Right? Agreed. We never get we, we are never single threaded anymore. No, it's crazy. But I think it's that being able to play net 
and do it visually. But, you know, one of the things he and I talked about was you used to, you know, the client would say, I, I think I want a different green. And you'd have to say, why? And once you say, why, man, they don't know what they're saying anymore because, well, they default back to us, hopefully, for the visual. But anyhow, what we did learn today was, and I love fixing the car as it's going down the highway. Uh, that's exactly what we're doing. And we're throwing out old parts. Oh, yeah. And we're putting Most in definitely. new ones. And I want to see if they work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say one last thing at the end here, and we can give it a royal okie dokie. Okay. When people talk about blockchain, they automatically think about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But in reality, hmm. what you just said is the core of something that will be, in my little humble opinion, revolutionary to industry and every other form of data and information. If you can pull in a structure that has multiple algorithms that all work together, like that car and all the parts, and the question that goes in determines the algorithm that's nest part of the algorithm that's necessary, and it is constantly changing as more fresh data comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you know that they're actually submerging these units, these servers, because the speed in which they're working is making them overheat so quickly that they actually have to immerse them in a coolant? Stop. You're, you're, you're exciting. That's serious. So... <laughs> It's really, really, I don't know, dude, I keep feeling like Orville and Wilbur. And I keep feeling like, yeah, I got it up there, seven seconds. That wasn't bad. Let's try for 10. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Me, I'm the Chidrul who's in the, I got to drive it? Why do I have to drive? <laughs> Can I hang out with Orville and just see where it goes? Oh, man. I got to get in the seat? Damn. All right. Anyhow, Scotty. Yeah. Mr. Hennessy, Scott Hennessy, thank you for today. This was fun. Ah, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Uh, I love talking shop. Yeah, it's a great thing, right? And uh, I'm hoping, I think we did good. Uh, okay. And I really want to thank you for today. Scott, is there anything, any specific place we can reach you? LinkedIn? Yes, most definitely. LinkedIn is definitely the quote-unquote business card of the, of the yeah. past. Yep. So by all means, come up there, connect with me, uh, request me, uh, you know, and then maybe we'll take the conversation and go into Snapchat and I'll put on a lens on my face. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing I do, just so you know. <laughs> I put up a little block of this, the little icon for the show, and then a good picture that I'll ask you for. And okay. I put your LinkedIn URL. Excellent. Love it. And Right, and I allow people to uh, – either go to the podcast itself or click and I help to promote all of the guests that way. And Scott, thank I really you. want to thank you. I've known you for over a quarter century. I've known you for half your life, Mr. Hennessy. I, I know you have, Mr. Averroli. I know. That brought me to one day. And, <laughs> and I really want to thank you for this. Literally the, and absolutely and truly the best to your family. Thank and you so much, Pat. You too. I hope everything works out very well for you. And I look forward I'll to seeing you again soon. Yes, please. Have a All great right, day. Well, talk to you later. Rock. Paper. Pixels.
Like what you hear? Here's how you can let us know. Give us a call at 516-299-2626 or email us at info at wcwp.org. Like us at facebook.com slash mywcwp and leave a comment or tweet us at mywcwp. We welcome all kinds of feedback. To directly support the podcast you just enjoyed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you'd like to give back, visit WCWP.org and click the support tab. Thanks for listening from your friends at WCWP.